Hello and welcome to the ALC Pan-African Radio's magazine program where we bring you highlights of news from across the African continent. Welcome to this special edition of ALC Pan-African Radio magazine program. I'm Monira Shaeb and in this edition we reflect on the recent elections in Kenya. On the 8th of August, millions of Kenyans went to the polls to elect their national and local leaders. This was a one-off general election held every five years, where voters elect six officials in one go, including the president, senators, members of parliament, and women representatives for the bicameral parliament. Other electives include governors and members of county assembly. On the voting day, Kenyans from all walks of life turned up early to vote, some queuing three hours early before the polls formally opened. I'm from Tanzania. I stay in Tanzania. Uh-huh. I just came in the morning just to cast my vote. Yeah. Okay. I'm queuing maybe for the last two hours. Yeah. We are resilient. We are, especially me coming from Tanzania. I stay in Tanzania. Uh-huh. I'm very patient. Yeah. Okay. If it means to stay up tomorrow evening, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, the voting process so far is peaceful. Yes, the long the queues are long, but um, everyone's acting ethical. Mm-hmm. Turnout was good. In my view, we are likely to get at least 85% turnout. Today, the process went well, and I did not witness any inconveniences, apart from one or two cases where some voters did not find their names on the voters' register. By 6 o'clock in the morning, everyone had woken up. Myself, I was woken up at 4.30 a.m. by phone calls and vuvuzela sounds from neighbors. I think it's very, very important for all Kenyans to take to participate in the general elections because that's our constitutional right. Those were the views of various Kenyans speaking to ALC Radio on the voting day. Following the intense campaigns, voters were eager to elect leaders who would represent and help them deal with numerous and diverse issues affecting them. Um, Why I decided to vote is because I can see the change that's happening. The awareness in the youth and the awareness in our country. I think we started to wake up. My main issue right now is uh, the future of us Kenyans and... uh, we need, like now, mm-hmm. Kenyan Asians are considered to be a tribe as well. Yeah, so yeah. we need to be considered as, um, you know, Kenyans yeah. and not just uh, Asians. Yeah. We are Kenyans, okay. and that's a big issue for me. Yeah. We need to have peace and to be considered as full-fledged citizens here of Kenya. I came to vote because I wanted to make sure that the current government goes back to power. I have been pleased by the work they have done, and I would like them to continue with their development agenda. That is why I had the morale to wake up as early as 5.30 a.m. and head to the station to vote. I cannot say that the current government is wholly corrupt, because not everyone who is in government is corrupt. You can also not say everyone is completely honest, but our current president Uhuru is honest and he's loved by God. That is why I woke up early to ensure Jubilee is back in power and I voted everyone in the party. Views of various Kenyans there.
The need to have peace during and after the election was a concern of many, perhaps due to the memories of the violence triggered by the disputed elections 10 years ago, still fresh in the minds of many Kenyans. Despite the fear, the majority were hopeful that this time their vote would count. However, once the voting was over and the tallying process began, reports from the opposition over alleged fraudulent transmission of presidential results began to emerge. Out of a scheme organized over apparently longer period, some persons conspired and executed a scheme to deny Kenyans their democratic rights to elect their leaders. From the information in our position, which we will share with you, some persons gained entry to the IBC election management database and assumed the role of our collective sovereign. Five, while Kenyans were bearing the long queues to determine their destiny, the conspirators began the execution of their plan. At about 12.37 p.m. on the 8th of August 2017, hackers gained entry into our election database through the identity of Chris Musando, who was executed barely a week ago into the account of, the, of Mr. Chebukati, the chairperson. This is highlighted at page 52 of the document annexed to this statement. We are going to get copies of that document. Six, they gained full entry into the IBC systems, required, uh, acquired powers to write their will and draft the people's voice. They created errors in the IBC core server, as highlighted at page two of the document annexed to this statement that allow them to turn a democratic process into a function of a formula. That was Raila Odinga, leader of the main opposition coalition, the National Super Alliance, NASA. Although these allegations were echoed by civil society, external election observer groups, including the Commonwealth and the African Union, termed the electoral process as free, credible, and transparent. We noted the statements made by Mr. Raila Odinga and his agents, in which he rejected the results being announced by the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission as fraudulent and illegal and he called upon Kagans to reject the results being issued unless, in his view, they were properly verified. We have viewed these statements seriously. We are mindful that the process of collating the results is still ongoing. I wish to reiterate my earlier call for leadership, and I therefore call upon all political party leaders and their supporters to show restraint and magnanimity as the results process continues to unfold. Our overall conclusion is that the opening, voting, closing, and counting process at the polling stations on 8 August 2017 were credible, transparent, and inclusive. That was former Ghanaian President John Mahama, who was heading the Commonwealth Observer Mission. 
You are listening to a special edition of ALC Pan-African Radio Magazine program on the Kenyan elections. The perceived lack of transparency in the tallying and transmission of poll results has in the past heightened tensions in Kenya and often triggered violent clashes between protesters and security forces. In the 2017 elections, it was no exception. Soon after the electoral body, IEBC, declared the incumbent president Uhuru Kenyatta as the winner, violent protests emerged in various parts where security forces had been heavily deployed in anticipation of violent conflicts. Like in the past, they responded with force. The Kenya National Commission on Human Rights has established that 24 people have so far lost their lives from the day when we started the polls on August 8th to today. And these deaths can be directly linked to the elections and post-elections environment. Specifically, these cases indicate the casualties were felt by bullets and the same has been corroborated by family and community members who have indicated that they were killed during the protests which broke out in some parts of the country um, after the polls. Our police seem to think that their job is to go out and shoot and intimidate and scare people. That is not security. That is a police state. So we have to choose as Kenyans whether we want a police state or we want security. And that, I think that is the challenge because at this point the threats have been intense. When, when, when a minister says we are ready for you as though we are the enemy, then you worry about where, where they want us to go. That was Maina Kiai, former United Nations Special Rapporteur on the Rights of Freedom of Peaceful Assembly and Association. Previously speaking was the Kenya National Commission on Human Rights Chairperson, Ms. Mbogori. In Kenya, as witnessed in previous general elections, management of the electoral process has always been the Akis heel in Kenya's political processes. Previous general elections have been marred by irregularities and claims of rigging. Crucially, the integrity of the electoral process we have found is subject to serious criticism. This was not the first election in Kenya that ended up in violence. It is not the first election that was marred by a number of features well before the counting process that elicited so much public comment. To put it bluntly, nobody will ever be able to say who won or who lost this election. That was Joanne Kriegler, retired justice of South Africa's Constitutional Court and who was appointed to head an independent commission of inquiry into the 2007 disputed general elections. In the recent elections, the Supreme Court found that there were numerous cases of illegalities and irregularities committed by the IEBC in the election process and ended up annulling the presidential polls. The court said the irregularities were so significant that they affected the integrity of the elections. The judges ordered the IEBC to conduct fresh elections within 60 days. The decision of the Supreme Court has, however, not been shared by all judges. Two of the six judges had a dissenting view. One of them argued that there were no instances of fraud or illegality found or proven. 
She noted that although there were irregularities, they did not favor any particular candidate and could not have impacted in any way on the results of the elections. The other dissenting judge argued that the bulk of allegations of irregularities made by the opposition NASA were mere contentions and they lacked concrete evidence. But let me add this. Election is not an event. It is a process from the beginning to the end. We will, I believe, be able to demonstrate why we reached our conclusion that taking the totality of the entire exercise, we were satisfied that the election was not conducted in accordance with the dictates of the Constitution. Now, having heard from both sides, I want to read the final orders. Consequent upon the, the above findings, and as to what orders, declarations, and the reliefs this court should grant, the following are the orders of the court pursuant to Article 142 and 3 of the Constitution and the Rule 22 of the Supreme Court Presidential Election Rules. Number one, a declaration is hereby issued that the presidential election held on 8th August 2017 was not conducted in accordance with the Constitution and the applicable law rendering the declared results invalid, null, and void. Number two, a declaration is hereby issued that the third respondent was not validly elected, uh, declared as the president-elect and that the declaration is invalid, null, and void. Third, an order is hereby issued directing the first respondent to organize and conduct a fresh presidential election in strict conformity with the Constitution and the applicable election laws within 60 days of the determination under Article 143, 143 of the Constitution. That was uh, Justice David Magara delivering the final Supreme Court judgment. The annulment of the presidential election has been termed as one of the few of such kind of judgments in Africa as well as around the globe. Now, as the country heads for national elections yet again in October to elect the president, how the electoral manages these elections will be a crucial factor in the stability of the country. You have been listening to a special edition of the magazine program on the recent elections in Kenya with me, Munira Shaib. The magazine program is a production of ALC Pan-African Radio. The technical editor was Alfred Motero. Thanks for listening. For this and other programs, please visit our website at alcpanafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook at African Leadership Centre.